What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Monday, March 15th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. As more states start to open up and vaccine distribution continues to grow, many are looking at who did what right during the pandemic. Two states that are often compared for how different an approach they took were California and Florida. Governor Newsom in California is facing a recall effort for his handling of the pandemic, while Governor Ron DeSantis is being praised in some conservative circles for his handling. California has a better death rate, but higher unemployment. Florida has more kids in school, but is facing a budget shortfall. Samia Karlamungla, health reporter at the LA Times, joins us for Who Handled COVID-19 Better. Thanks for joining us, Samia. Of course. Thanks for having me. There's been a lot of comparisons between California and Florida when it comes to COVID-19 and, and who might have handled it better the two states really took very different paths on how they wanted to address this. And, uh, you know, we're just seeing a lot of stuff go on with all of this. You know, California put in a ton of restrictions. The economy has suffered because of it. We're just constantly hearing stories about businesses, restaurants, just closures. It's been really bad. Florida, on the other side, took a, a different approach, you know, really wasn't heavy on the mask wearing. They allowed indoor restaurant dining they got kids back in school a lot sooner. And then on, on the political side, you know, their governors are facing completely different things. In Florida, Ron DeSantis is being praised in some circles. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom is facing a recall effort for his handling of all this. So the two states couldn't be any different on this. But Samia, you wrote an article talking about who handled this better and dug into some of the numbers. So let's talk a little bit about that. Help us walk through it. 
you know, I'm a health reporter for the LA Times, and this is like everyone's favorite comparison uh, when it comes to COVID in the U.S. And so I felt like we had to tackle it. But that was sort of presented a strange question, because once we started looking into these two states, we kind of realized that the reason people have landed on comparing these two states is not so innocent. Like, if you want to argue that lockdowns and various rules to restrict the spread of the coronavirus don't work, a good example to prove that is to look at California and Florida, because Florida is a state that had very few rules and did much better than states with the same sort of political leanings. And California is a state that had a lot of rules that didn't do as well as you might expect. So what I'm getting at is that there are a ton of states in the U.S. that did what Florida did and did really, really poorly. And then there are a bunch of states that did what California did and did really, really well. And so this comparison, it's kind of cherry picking to just focus on these two states. But we decided to, you know, look into it and see what we could find. And the sort of short version is that Florida, because of the way that it is with its climate and the way the the state is set up, is kind of lucky. And California is kind of unlucky, especially L.A., just because such a big city. It's kind of the only place in the country that people thought could have a New York style outbreak. And we didn't have one quite that bad. But, you know, we have a lot of risk factors. And so it's not quite comparing apples to oranges. But we did try to compare them as well as we could. Yeah, I mean, for California's part, if not for L.A., it would have fared much better. So L.A. was hit very hard. And as you mentioned, the individual factors really matter here. In L.A., there's a lot of overcrowding. There's a lot of families living in the same household, which we know promotes the spread of the virus. So there's that on one side of it. And you mentioned the weather, the dry air might keep those virus particles in the air a little more. On Florida's side, the humidity helps out a lot with that. They also have an older population who, you know, a lot of experts say that they were probably practicing this, you know, safe social distancing and and taking care of themselves, which probably helped the state as a whole. So we're looking at a lot of different factors that helped each state out. I think people have this almost false perception of California that it's a place with lots of celebrities and a very wealthy state. And I mean, that sort of is not true. We have these huge agricultural sector. We produce food for like the entire country. We have huge numbers of essential workers. And as you mentioned, LA is the most overcrowded city in America. So there are rate of overcrowding, which is different than density. A lot of time we talk about density and density matters too. That's sort of just like, are you in a city or are you in a rural area? But overcrowding is really a measure of how many people are packed into a single home. And as you can kind of picture that it is more important for preventing the spread of the coronavirus or facilitating the spread of the coronavirus. Because if you have six people in a one-bedroom apartment and one of them comes home from their job as an essential worker with COVID, there's nowhere else for those people to isolate. And so LA has the highest rate of overcrowding, double the rate of New York or the Bay Area. And that's a huge thing that we had to grapple with. And Florida, we don't quite understand exactly what role climate plays, but it does seem as though Florida just isn't California. Florida doesn't have like eight giant mega cities like we do. They just don't have the same kind of risk factors. So digging into the numbers, California did have a lower rate of deaths than Florida. How did those numbers look? So the states, if you were to rank them, all the states in the country, from the highest per capita deaths to the lowest, you have like New Jersey and New York at the top, just because of what we saw in the spring when we didn't know anything about COVID. And then when you go... Down the list, you're going to hit Florida first, they're 25th, right in the middle of the pack, and then you're going to hit California 29th, so just about four spots below. 
So our death rate from COVID in California is about 138 per 100,000 residents. So 138 of every 100,000 people that live in California has died from COVID. And Florida's is 153 per 100,000. So that's not a huge uh, difference. I mean, I said one, they're ranked 25th and 29th, so they're pretty close to each other. But it's, it amounts to an 11% difference. Florida's 11% higher. And I know that those numbers sound small, but you know, we're talking about California, the biggest state in the country. If our death rate was 11% higher, which is what it would be if it was the same as Florida's, there would be 6,000 more people in California who would be dead with COVID. And I know like our, you know, the death tolls from COVID are just so, so big that 6,000 sounds like not a lot, but 6,000 is a huge number of people. The deadliest natural disaster in California history is the 1908 San Francisco earthquake. And in that earthquake, 3,000 people died. So this is double that. If we had the same rate as Florida, we would have had a death toll you know, twice as much as that earthquake just from that difference. Let's talk a little bit about the economy, because this is where a lot of criticisms and praise come You know, when it comes to the governor. So in California, the unemployment rate has doubled to about 9.3% over the course of this. Florida unemployment rate increased to about 5.1%. So Florida's doing better there. On the California side, though, they have a better state budget outlook than Florida does. But in California specifically, where Governor Gavin Newsom is facing a recall effort, I mean, the economy is one of the things where he really was dinged on a lot. And people were just not happy. You know, very restrictive business closures made a lot of people angry. And on the Florida side, business was open more. And that bears out in their unemployment rate. It's hard to measure equally just because of all of the different ways our economy is hurt in the short term and the long term by the pandemic. But yes, Florida has a lower unemployment rate and has had a lower, a smaller drop in their unemployment rate. So that's pretty clear. And then there's lots of things that sort of lots of sectors in Florida that bounced back in a way that Californians didn't because we've just been closed for so long. Like they have uh, Walt Disney World open in Florida. And so they have tourism and theme parks and stuff like that and income from that that we just really haven't had in the same way in California. And I think it's important to mention the schools closing and being closed for so long in California is I know we don't think of that as an economic impact, but that, too, has economic consequences. A loss of education for a year for, you know, our next generation is not does not bode well for sort of their economic future or just that's a huge piece of building up an economy. And, um, and women in the workforce, too, have been hit by this especially hard when it comes to family units. You know, that usually they're the first ones that are staying home, taking care of the kids or helping them with their schoolwork. And we've there's been numerous studies that show that it's harder for women who drop out of the workforce to get back in. So that's another wrinkle that really affects the economy. The job losses for women have been much greater than for men. And there are these subtle losses that are also sort of gendered. Like an economist I talked to was talking about the losses in productivity that come from people working at home, especially if you have kids. And, you know, if you're a parent, working from home, you're helping out with the kids, you're not doing as much work because you just can't really focus in the same way. And those parents, that, that often falls to the woman or the mother. And so we see those losses are felt by them too. And who knows how that will hurt women's ability to move up in the workforce, you know, after the pandemic's over, if they've essentially lost a couple years of work because of having to watch their kids at home. So, I mean, that's a, a big economic loss in California for sure. But yeah, we see the our tax revenue in California was actually like higher than it's been in the past. And that's because of the sort of uneven distribution of the job losses, like people who 
are sort of more upper middle class or still have their jobs and the stock market's doing fine. So they're still making money. And it's not totally like California did really badly with the economy and Florida did really well. We actually have a budget surplus this year and Florida has the opposite. So right. I, I guess we'll all see in a couple of years how these states are doing. Yeah. And forecasters say that uh, California is going to enjoy some very fast growth, probably faster than the nation as a whole. We'll have to see how that bears out. The last thing I wanted to touch on briefly you mentioned it, kids in school. So Florida has had public schools open since August. There's a lot of them that still have the option to do remote learning if they want, but Florida has opened the schools. California is in this struggle period right now. Teachers are very concerned about the virus. Uh, you know, they want vaccines and most of it's being done learning remotely for kids right now. So this is another difference in how the states have handled it. California has not been able to get their kids back in school kind of an interesting situation. I think in August, when Florida Governor DeSantis opened all the schools, it seemed like a really risky thing to do. And I think the science has kind of shifted or our priorities have shifted. We just have realized it's unsustainable to have kids out of school for this long. So I would say that, you know, DeSantis made a lot of moves that public health experts were kind of like, oh, God, please don't do that. That's really risky. But the schools one is one where I think public health experts kind of feel like, okay, he took a lot of risks and a lot of them didn't pan out. Uh, they had this you know, big surge in the summer. But the schools one has been one where you know, maybe that was a good decision and that that will be something that people will be mad at, continue to be mad at Governor Newsom about because they've had their kids in school since August. And I think upwards of 80% of kids in California are still learning at home. These two states, really the entire country is going to take a deep look at how everybody acted throughout all of this. And we're going to have to study this for years to figure out what we would do in future pandemics and future, you know, if things need to be shut down again. But there's specific details to each state that make everything different. But as you mentioned, right now, everybody kind of does focus on California and Florida, two big <laughs> states who couldn't have done it any more different. Samia Carla Mungla health reporter at the LA Times. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 